Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's your boy Tavares here, back with another episode. Episode 86, I think. Yeah, I think this will be released on episode 86. Um, welcome back to anyone um, who's reoccurring. We appreciate y'all. You're part of the Golly Dating family. You know, we're thankful um, whether you're on the Patreon family or just the podcast family, whatever, man. We're so grateful for you guys rocking with us. Um, There's just me today. Safa isn't feeling well, you know, and then when you have children in the house and then daycare, one gets sick, almost everyone is getting sick. So I probably might do two or three episodes <laughs> by myself so I can get them out of the way early. Um, you know, so y'all just rock with me the next couple of weeks while we get get our lives back situated. Um, but yeah, I want to talk to you guys about a, a good topic today. To me, this is something that it would have been perfect if my wife was the, the main speaker. But, you know, I ran some things by her, so hopefully I can do it some justice. Um, but talking about men being called to be providers, um, we all have heard it before. Our audience is predominantly women, um, so I'm pretty sure one of you ladies out there, you have said at some point that, no, nah, I need a man who's going to provide for me or a man who can provide something along those lines. And and I don't I don't really view that as an issue. I think it's biblical for a man to provide for his family. Um, however, I think that a lot of times today when when ladies are saying or when society and culture is saying that men should provide, I think they're only talking about money. And that's the issue. And that's the reason why I wanted to talk about this podcast, because in my opinion, men are called to do more than bring home money. Men are called to do way more. And I'm talking about obviously in the just in the scope of providing, um, you know, because men are called to do a lot of things. But I think it's an issue when we're only looking at it in regards to money, because there's a lot of sisters out there that are rich. They don't need a man in any way, shape or form in regards to finances. You know, so when we say men being called to provide, I think it's an issue, especially for us as brothers, um, you know, because at times, you know, society pressures, places that pressure. So there's a lot of guys out there who they have no chance at some women because that woman thinks she needs a man who makes six figures or that woman thinks she needs a man who owns a business where that lady thinks she met her man can only have a master's degree. It can't be an undergrad. It can't be just a high school, whatever, because society has taught us, oh, well, if he ain't financially, you know, top tier, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, he's not a real man, you know, but I think that when it comes to provision, um, that provision is way more than just finances. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to mention that as well in today's podcast, but I want us to understand that when we say, when you ladies say you want a man that's going to provide for you, I want you to understand that you don't want to settle on a man with finances and no character. A man with finances and no spiritual life. A man with finances that does not value you. He simply tolerates you because you're beautiful. Um, I want you ladies to not choose a guy just because he can provide food on the table. Because a lot of you ladies are hard workers. You don't need a man to do that. You know, so I want you to understand that um, we started off and brothers that's listening, I want you to understand ways that you can provide for the lady that you are pursuing, your girlfriend, your fiance, your spouse, because none of this stops after you have the woman. You know, so I think it's important that we understand these principles in regards to providing. Um, and I ran a few of them by my wife. So she she gave me the green light saying it makes sense. So hopefully, you know, Safa, Safa's green light can help me help you. Um, but the first thing I want to say is that a woman needs you to provide a safe space for her to grow. 
Um, she needs she needs to know that being around you allows for her to develop. It it allows for her to be herself, not necessarily you controlling her, not necessarily you trying to mold her, you know, into the woman you want her to be, grooming her in order to be your perfect woman. No, I believe a lady needs you know, it needs us as the male to encourage her to be who God has called her to be because everyone has a purpose. But the same way women are called to be a help meet, I believe that men also pull out greatness in the woman. Um, the, the right man will pull out greatness in you. You know, he'll allow you to grow. He'll help you cultivate the gift that God has placed within you. Um, it's important for us to understand that because there's a lot of ladies and you're placing your dreams on the back burner in order to support your husband. And as admirable as that is, we need you to understand that your dreams do not die because you're married. Your vision, your your desire, your goals in life do not die just because you're now a mom. You know, ladies, you have something inside of you that's powerful. You know, God allowed you, you know, a woman to be the one that carries and produces, you know. So the man places the seed within the woman and the woman releases the baby into the world. But that's the same way. The man should help put, you know, put you in the right place, you know, so you're able to release something great into the world and not trying to make you into his, you know, dream woman, but allowing you to become, you know, who you're actually intended to be, you know, so if you can't achieve your goals, you know, if she can't achieve her goals because, you know, us as men, we're being lazy, that's a problem, um, you know, because we have to understand that, like, like, use my wife for an example, you know, when I, before I met my wife, I was doing this golly dating thing, for, well, I met her, but before we were dating, I've been running golly dating for over over three years. You know what I mean? And she never came alongside trying to stop it. She actually didn't even care to be a part of it because she knew like a large platform puts you in a spotlight and all oh, it doesn't care for all that. You know, but at the same time, she's never she's never interrupted the vision that God has had for this, you know, for this ministry. But it's a problem now if Safa has a vision and then I stop her from achieving it because she's putting golly dating first. No, just because God has placed a ministry inside of me prior to her getting, you know, before us connecting does not mean God's vision for her has now died. It simply means she's able to pull greatness out of me. And there's a lot of things that I'm doing, you know, with this page that would not have been done without the help of my wife. And that's why it's important because I, it, because I'm allowing her to grow, she's allowing me to grow. And I think men need to understand that because a lot of men, it's like they're intimidated by a strong woman or they're intimidated by a woman that's growing. But if you allow her to grow, she will allow you to grow. <laughs> like it's exponential, bro. Like a woman is able to pull out greatness inside of you if you allow her to be who God has called her to be. You know, so whatever it may be, you know, ladies um, and men who, you know, you're you're talking to someone, you're serious right now, allow her to be able to, to do her job, allow her to be able to go to school, allow her to be able to chase a dream without being a hindrance to it. So if you're, if my wife wants to, man, I baby want to open up a bakery. And my response is, why would you want to do that? Like, well, that's not even, that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even fit you. Now we've placed her in a predicament that she's not able to grow because now she feels as though, she the support she should have already had already started off negative. So now she's in that she's feeling inadequate because I was not there to help push her towards that right, um, you know, the right field. You know, so as men and ladies listening, do not settle for a man unless he is your biggest support system. We must be the 
biggest cheerleader for the lady that God places in our life because the ladies are typically always doing that for us. But it's not fair for her for her to be the background dancer, you know, and just, you know, my show, the husband's show, the husband's ministry, the husband's business. No, it's our team. You know, and that's why ladies need men who can assure them that they're safe to grow with them. Um, you know, I spoke to my wife once about us having a Bible study at home. You know, I'm like, man, we need to we need to do some Bible studies, baby. Like we're married, yeah, we're both serving God, but we don't do enough Bible studies. So we're doing Bible studies, you know, she's hype, you know, like, hey, yeah, you know, we're growing. And then, you know, I told her I wanted her to lead this time. There was a time when I told Safa, like, I want you to lead, you know, whatever day I told her, you know, mark your calendar, you know, so she gets a little bit of time. And I could tell that she didn't mind me doing it. But I wanted her to be able to lead as well. But it seemed as though she was slightly, you know, like a little reluctant, you know. But my thing is, I would love to know that my wife is studying and she's comprehending the scriptures. You know what I mean? Because I like to know that if there's a young lady who comes to me for a Bible study, I can just point them to my wife. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be me, you know, and I can help teach the men, disciple men, and she can help disciple ladies. You know, so while she seemed reluctant, you know, she told me, you know, just don't judge her if she's not as great as I am. And I'm looking at her like, what? <laughs> you know, so I kind of took it to heart a lot because I'm thinking my wife should know that, you know, I chose you for a reason. I, I desire to be with you for a reason, you know? So I want her to understand that you shouldn't be feeling like you're not good enough or you're less than who God designed you to be. So I just reassured her, you know, like, baby, you can do it. You know, and she did a great job. Like, honestly, she did a great job. And I'm not saying that because I'm married to her, you know, but all she needed to know was that she would have someone that would be willing to listen and have a judgment-free zone that if she makes a mistake that I'm able to help encourage her rather than feel the need to just simply correct her or condemn her. I mean, I think that's what a lot of ladies are desiring. And I think that's the reason why a lot of relationships are failing because they're not in a place where it allows them to grow. They're in a place that you should have it figured all out. You know what I mean? Or they're in a place where as the men should, the men tell them what to do. And, and that's just that, you know, but women cannot thrive in that scenario. No one can, men can't either. You know, and another thing I want to say that women need a man to provide for. They need a man to provide them with an opportunity to be vulnerable. So we're still not at finances yet. This is also what ladies need. A lady needs a man to allow them to be vulnerable. You know, the words that that my wife says or the words that, you know, ladies say in general should not be taken for granted. I think it's so easy that, you know, like as men, they always say we, we never listen but it's not true. We listen to everything we want to hear. And that's why it's not fair that we're willing to listen to everything about sports. We're willing to listen to everything about our boys. We're willing to listen to everything we care about. And then we allow the woman we claim to love to not feel as though their words are heard or their word or they're being seen. So we have to allow a woman to know her words are always being heard that even when I don't understand, I'm not listening simply you know, to respond to her or no, I don't see it that way. Or why'd you feel that way? No, I'm not listening to respond, but I'm listening to her to understand her feelings. Because even if I feel you're wrong, that doesn't mean your feelings are invalid. And that's what a lot of men have to understand because a lot of us, we are not as emotional as women. You know, we can seem a bit closed off, but just because you're not as emotional does not mean the lady's feelings are, you know, are irrelevant, you know, and that's a, a recipe for disaster, you know, so you have to be willing to hear her out I mean, I think a lot of times a lot of marriages fail once this starts to happen where the one person is not hearing the other person out. The person, you know, is afraid to be vulnerable because they feel as though you'll turn it around and throw it in their face. Um, you know, so not simply, you know, making her think you're not going to listen because you 
disagree or you just don't understand. I believe it's important for your, you allowing a woman um, to feel vulnerable. And I think what goes alongside with that is allowing her, <clears throat> excuse me, but we can't allow our actions to cause them to think we'll cheat or flirt around. Um, you know, cause me, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm on, I'm open book, you know what I mean? I'm not going to front on here, but I've noticed that man. Okay. Well, that was a bit leaning towards a flirty nature and that could have escalated, you know, and self has to correct that. And it's like, Oh, you know, I didn't even notice it. But now, now that I know that I could have said something to someone and gave them the wrong impression. Now I have to make sure that I'm monitoring my words because my wife is not, I, I don't want her to feel as though she has to be on eggshells. Like, can he be around women? Can he message women? Whatever. And th- those are the type of women who are always checking phones. And and we love as men to call these ladies insecure. But why are they insecure? Are they insecure because of your actions drove them there? Now, don't get me wrong. Some of you sisters might be low key crazy. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to justify nobody's crazy nonsense. <laughs> but I want to say that we as men we cannot allow them to think we have to make sure that they're secure and knowing that we ain't out here being nasty. You know what I mean? We have to make sure that they, they're not worrying about keeping an eye out. And I wonder what he's doing. I wonder who he's doing it with And Nah, if we provide an opportunity for our lady to be vulnerable, because to love is to be vulnerable. If we give them that opportunity, then they're able to grow. They're able to thrive because they're not focused on, I wonder what so-and-so is doing. They're focused on how can I make my relationship better? And at the end of the day, that's what we really want to happen. The third thing that, you know, and now is where the ladies are going to finally like, yeah, man, Tavares, tell them brothers, stop being lazy bums. They need to work. Um, right now is where we want to talk about providing stability. Um, first thing I'll say, because finances are not the number one thing in life, your spiritual life is, because I don't want you to be with any rich man that is lukewarm or any rich non-believer. If you're claiming to serve God, I don't care how rich he is. Ladies, he need to be serving God too. Um, but first thing a man needs to provide is spiritual stability. You know, providing her with a true depiction of what love is by doing that, you know, because husbands are actually commanded to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Not as society loves this, not as celebrities love their spouses, not as much as you love your sports, not as much as whatever it is that you may think is true love. You are called to love your wife the way Christ loved the church. I have, I don't think there's ever been a day I've been alive that I've actually loved my wife as much as Jesus has loved us, you know, but that is the calling that he called us to. So if a man is going to lead you closer to God, he has to be able to provide spiritual stability because how is he going to aim to love you the way that Jesus loved us if he doesn't even have a walk with Jesus? That does not even begin to make any sense. You know, and I think some men rush into relationships without understanding that, you know, and honestly, some of you ladies, you jump into commitments with guys that have no idea what it means to love the way Christ loved the church. They have no idea what it means when First Corinthians 13 talks about love. But until someone is beginning to grasp that, that is not a man that you need in your life. And fellas, you should not be pursuing anyone until you grasp that concept, because that is what true love is. It's not just a matter of having sex every day. That's not what marriage is. Y'all ain't about to have sex every day, fam. You know what I mean? Like, And even then, that sex every day ain't going to work when there's miscommunication. It's not going to work when there's no trust. It's not going to work when there's no stability, because the woman needs more than that in order to, to be fulfilled. Um, you know, probably burst some bubbles, but y'all will be all right. <laughs> you know, but we as husbands, 
you men listening, striving to be godly husbands one day, we as husbands have to be a leading part. Hear me when I say this, a leading part of the discipleship process for our wives and children. My pastor alone is not my wife's guide. That's not that's not biblical. I'm supposed to make sure that I'm obviously submitted to the word of God and to my pastor, but I have to in turn ensure my family is understanding it and living by it. You know, I was talking to my mom literally just today. I didn't even think about this. So just now I was talking to my mom and she was like, there are some things that other people believe simply because their parents told them. Oh, my mom, my a Baptist. I'm Baptist. My mom, a Pentecostal. I'm Pentecostal. My, da- my daddy was Trinitarian. I'm Trinitarian. My, my auntie was Catholic. I was raised my auntie. So I'm Catholic. They don't even know what a Catholic believes. You know what I mean? But that's just the, the, the household they were raised in. So because you were raised in it, they automatically tell people they're that, but they could never explain it. They can never tell you, oh, well, we as Pentecostals believe this. We as Methodists believe that. We as Adventists believe this. Me as a whatever other denomination you guys got out there, I don't keep up. I can't deal with all the denominations. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of times we say, "Oh, we're this." All right, what does that mean? Explain it. And we have no idea. And it's a problem when you ladies marry a man, whereas you have questions about God or about Scripture, and he's not able to provide you with an answer. He has to be able to guide you spiritually. I'm not saying. You're going to marry Jesus because, listen, that's the only way you're going to know, have a guy who knows it all. But you have to be willing to know, you have to be willing to to find a man and wait on a man that is able to say, I don't know, but I'm going to find it in the word of God for you. Because it's only the word of God that's going to sustain you. And you have to have a man that lives by the word of God. And fellas, we have to be able to provide that spiritual stability for him. You know, because I spoke with someone recently you know, they talked about having a breakup with a guy because, you know, there's still a young Christian that isn't ready to lead yet. And I'm just like, man, I, you know, I thank God that they did that because it's smart. But, you know, in all honesty, I could tell that they still wanted to stay with the person. And my issue with that is I'm not opposed to you staying and allowing people to grow, but you have to see fruit first. You have to see fruit in their walk before you um, consider staying with them one, staying with someone. Because every every guy's not about to be no pastor, about to be some leading evangelist and teaching Bible studies all day. And listen, everybody in church ain't no pastor. Everyone in your church is not meant to be on the pulpit. Everybody on the praise team can't even sing. I don't know who that was for. That has nothing to do with my topic, but I just felt like someone needed that word. <laughs> but my thing is, everyone is not going to be some hot shot, you know, always being used in everything. By the end of the day, you want to make sure that they are not simply attending church. You want to make sure that they are spiritually sound in what they believe and what they follow, because if they'll compromise on their spiritual life, they're going to compromise in your marriage. They're going to compromise in the, and I don't mean by cheating. That's not the only thing people compromise in. People compromise in their doctrine. People compromise in their devotion to God. People compromise in their church attendance. People compromise in so many ways, and it all starts off because they're not spiritually stable. And that's the reason why you have to be stable and you have to be seeing them growing. So they don't have to be producing a thousand fruit. But did you see one fruit being produced? Are you seeing them developing over time? That's what you ladies have to pay attention to. And now to the million dollar issue. Men, we need to provide financial stability. I don't mean collecting a um, unemployment check. I don't mean, and I also don't mean you have to make more than your spouse. I don't mean you, you brothers need to be out here making millions of dollars in order to be considered husband material, you know, but I want you to understand some things that the Bible says. The Bible says, one, if a man doesn't work, he should not eat. 
And if you think I'm joking, check 2 Thessalonians 3, verses 10 and verse 11, because, you know, Paul was saying that he was hearing people were going about being busybodies. You're minding everyone else's business instead of working. So there's so much you could be doing at church, but you're in other people's business. There's so much, so many jobs opening back up since this whole COVID garbage, but you're just on social media all day. You're playing video games all day. Oh, you're just watching everybody's news feed, trying to see who's dating who, and you're staying in tune with the latest gossip. Like, bro, the Bible says, if you're not going to work, you shouldn't be eating. Don't be in here having these sisters working hard. You're just eating cereal and Doritos. And I'm only saying cereal and Doritos because I love Doritos. I don't know if y'all got Doritos in y'all's, <laughs> but that's what I'll be snacking on myself if you at work. So. <laughs> but no, 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 I'll just decide. You know, first, that's what, first Timothy 5 verse 8 says, if a man won't take care of his own household, he is worse than an unbeliever. So if you think I'm trying to make fun of you, no, 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 fellas. I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm not trying to talk about your pocket. I want you to understand that when God looks at you, if you have a family to take care of and you are not striving to produce some form of financial stability, God sees you worse than an unbeliever. I know if I was in a church right now, not one soul would say amen, except the ladies with lazy husbands. Not one person else would say amen, you know, because it's the truth. We have to understand that it's more to marriage than providing good sex because that sex ain't going to pay the bills because the bill collector is going to say, hey, we need that mortgage, big fella. I don't care how much sex y'all been having. Pay that on time or give us back, you know, give us back this house. You know, so it's important that we pay attention to the, the, the importance of providing, you know, but I also legit want to say, like I tried to, um, like I briefly alluded to in the beginning of the podcast, is that I don't believe this is saying that men have to earn more than a woman in order for him to be a real man. I've heard that so many times, and I'm just like, that's absolute garbage. And it's not because I've, you know, I grew up in a household where my mom earned more than my dad. I'm softened in the same predicament. You know, it's because I just don't view money as a defining factor of a man. The scriptures did not define a man by the amount of money he made. So I don't think we should allow society to define what a real man is by the amount of money he makes. Like recently, and I just thought about this, you know, Bill Gates getting divorced from, um, I think his wife is named Melinda. And then I saw a whole bunch of comments that people were like, hey, big head, or like, um, Bill, man, you were never, you know, I, I never realized how handsome Bill was, or Bill is just a, he's just so, you know, whatever, you know, ladies being silly, you know, saying how handsome Bill is, because now he's single. Why? Bill ain't attractive at all. That man is probably 60, 70 years old. He looking wrinkled. But um, if Bill Gates is behind this app, please don't ban me. Um, I was just using an example, bro. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but everybody's all of a sudden attracted to Bill. Why? Because he got money. You know what I mean? And it's like, we know a lot of ladies love a man with money because they want to find her things in life. You know, I'm not opposed to that. You know, ladies, go ahead and be great. But I don't want us allowing society to tell us what a real man is. Um, you know, because my mom had higher education than my dad. So obviously she managed to get a better job, you know, better paying job. Um, and then, you know, same thing with Safa's um, on Safa's side. But there are so many women that are driven, you know, like they're so ambitious, they're hardworking. So they ended up being more, there's a lot more women becoming doctors and lawyers and all these high paying jobs, statistically, not even me just making that up, than men. Like more women are in college than men. Um, it's even among the black community is more women, you know, than men that's getting more degrees and higher paying jobs. So who 
in whose right mind is it that this lady is about to become a doctor? Hey, some some doctors make a low of one twenty, one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. Some of them are two, three hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, if that just encourage any of you to be doctors, I just pray that you sow into this ministry and cash up was golly dating. Um, you know, praise God. But uh, there's so many women that are making that much money. So are they not supposed to date the man, any man that makes more than them? Because in that case, they're going to have to date a guy in the NBA and everybody don't make it to the NBA. So are we saying that these ladies don't deserve good men? And unless that man is quote unquote, making more than six figures. And that's a problem. It's like, it's, it's great to know that a guy's financially stable, but let's not pretend a man is a better fit simply because he makes more money than you. Men who feel as though they have to make more money than you are more than likely going to be the ones trying to control you. Control where you go, control how you spend the money, control you as a person because they own you at that point. You know, so I don't think her making more is, um, you know, necessarily an issue. I think the issue is when the guy just won't work at all or he doesn't help out because um, I know a lot of ladies that they don't mind a guy with a low paying job as long as he is working towards something big. You know, a lady needs a man who is driven enough to ensure that nothing will go wrong with her. One of the things Safa told me, because, you know, it's a lot of negative stigmas regarding the military. She was like, I'm not trying to go to the military because, you know, a lot of times I see military people get out and they're homeless. She said, if I marry you, you better make sure I'm not homeless. <laughs> you know, so. You know, it sounds funny, but she was dead serious. Like, I am not about to be homeless, and I'm also not moving to Japan with y'all. You know, so that was a couple of her um, her stipulations before we got engaged. And I'm just like, babe, we're not about to be homeless. Don't worry. Um, I'd rather sell drugs. <laughs> but let me stop playing before my, my podcast gets bent. Um, the last thing I'll say, and there's obviously a lot more. We'll do a, probably a live to get a little dialogue with you all. Um, but the last thing I'll say is that a woman needs a man to provide the affirmation that she desires, not the amount of affection he thinks she needs, but the amount that she desires. And it's better to shower her with love and you know affection rather than uh, just do the bare minimum for her to not get mad. You know, and it's definitely something I'm still learning. I'm trying to get better at myself because I didn't grow up affectionate where everybody in the house is like, oh, you're so sweet and you're so beautiful. Yeah, my household, we had four boys. And my dad also wasn't super affectionate. So we weren't hearing all that cute stuff growing up. You know what I mean? So it's definitely not as easy for me. But just because all men aren't affectionate doesn't mean that we, all men cannot learn to show affection. or All men cannot learn to express feelings and how much they value you. You know, if, And if you need hints, um, check out Songs of Solomon, bro. The way this woman was obsessed with this dude, oh, my word. This woman was, she wanted her some good old Solomon. Let me tell you something about that. I don't know what he done did to the sis, but, you know, she she wanted some good old Solomon, you know. But my thing is, when we see what Solomon says about her, and I think it was chapters four and five, how much affection he showed and how, how loving he was to her and how much compliments he was giving to her and all those things, we can see why she was so obsessed with this man. The way she felt loved meant that it was something it, it's like she couldn't resist how much she loved him because of how much he loved her. And that's the same way, just like, you know, the way Christ loved the church, you know, Jesus does more than just save us from sin. He blesses us every single day. He saves us and protects us from so many things. He heals us. He delivers. He sets us free. You know, he's always opening doors. Why? Because he's showing his love to the church. And a lot of ladies, like I tell men, 
I try to tell men, a lot of us, we don't understand we're attracted by sight. You know, if we see a fine girl, I'm, ooh, we breaking our neck, you know, not me now. I'm trying not to break no more necks. You know, I'm trying to live holy, you know, but as men, you know, single men, you know, breaking your necks and you're turned on by what you see. Ladies are turned on by what they hear. That's why you can see uh, the a 10 out of 10 lady with the ugliest dude on the block. Why? He makes her laugh or he knows how to treat her. You know, he knows how to speak to her. So that's what we have to understand that. If you can shower your lady, shower your wife with the affirmation that she may desire, bro, she'll give you the world. That's the type of security that women need. Um, you know, a lot of times people place so much emphasis on finances. And I'm just like, that's not all ladies are seeking after. But, you know, I just did all this talking about what ladies need. And I ain't no woman. So when you listen to this, I want you to hit me up. Let me know. Screenshot and share it with a friend. I'm going to go live. Make sure y'all are on the Facebook and Instagram following Golly Dating 101. Um, you can follow Tavares and Safa Gray as well if you like. Um, but I want you guys to check it out and give us some feedback, man, because we want to we want to kick it with y'all. Y'all think we only want to kick it with y'all on Patreon. Now I'm trying to meet some of y'all. We're going to do events in the future. So I'm going to need some friends in some different cities. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. So if you're new, I pray that this episode helps you. Ladies, share this with you, your man specifically. Just tell him, hey, it's this cool podcast that I heard about. And the guy, you know, he's talking about what ladies need, blah, blah, blah. Share it with him. Show him what you need, the type of security and provision he can upgrade his his affection with and fellas if you are listening please take notes please re-listen to this because the next girl you get bro i don't want to hear oh you didn't know what ladies need because i tried to tell you i tried to tell you so be sure to subscribe share with a friend leave a review on apple Podcasts only if it's going to be five stars because we don't like rude comments i love you guys please don't be mean um yeah email me some podcast suggestions hit us up on social media We love y'all, man. Peace.